Somebody shout hallelujah. We are welcome, beloved, to episode 5 of season 1. We have addressed True Not in the first four episodes. In this episode, we shall be looking at the power of a graceful leader. The power of a graceful leader. We'll look at this book review uh, for the next three episodes. It is authored by Alice Thompson. What is grace? As Christians, we all know grace to be unmerited favor. Grace, as we know it, is beautiful and strength. Its beauty and strength combined together. Grace is not a sign of weakness. Grace is not dormant. Grace is not equivalent to being docile. Rather, a graceful leader has a power that is accountable, accountable to God and accountable to people around them, people that they influence. Graceful leadership offers a two-way street of connection. Why? Because the graceful leader is seen by his people that is influencing. They can see the positive influence that is projecting and also the graceful leader himself can see the manifestation of what is the positive things is transferring to people around him. A graceful leader is the one that knows when to pull back and allow the followers to come forward and shine when it's needed. When people talk about conscious leadership and they speak of servant leadership as Jesus Christ has admonished us to do, they talk about how a leader leads from behind. A graceful leader knows when to lead from behind and when to lead the team in the front. A graceful leader is the one that is humble. is the one that recognizes their, that their role is fluid. It is not rigid. Yes, a graceful leader is able to lead from behind and is able to lead from the front. He knows at the moment when he has to pull back and allow the followers, people that is influencing, to, to take the leading role in as the situation detects. A graceful leader is able to swing back and forth as needed. It is, is not so fixated on the position. And a graceful leader, a graceful leader knows how to command the lieutenant and people around him to take over when the need arises. We really need grace uh, in, 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 in our team. When we look at Christianity today, we already acknowledge the fact that grace is an unmerited favor from God. When applied to people-to-people -people relationship, grace is the practical expression of love to one another. It is connecting with people across, connecting with people above, and connecting with people below our roles of influence with compassion and understanding you cannot say you are a graceful leader and you don't have compassion a graceful leader is compassionate in effect graceful leadership is the ability to see yourself in the other person it's the ability to see yourself in the other person unfortunately this ability is rather scarce today in the church where people leave their jobs or leave the church because of bad 
leadership that deflates trust and morale in, in among the flock. So our question today is, how, how does one become graceful to serve and to others? How do leaders form the bridge between personal and work expectation? How do leaders adapt to unique situation without losing their God-given purpose, without losing their moral compass? Moral compass was the golden trend of our first four episodes. I, it, I, I urge you to look at episode four where we address moral compass because when one has a sense of moral compass, one can become an effective, authentic leader. So, a graceful leader is one that is able to, number one, tenant of a graceful leader is the one that is able to integrate. Number two, tenant of a graceful leader is the one that is able to involve with time and situation. Number three, tenant of a graceful leader is the one that is transparent. Number four is the one that is connecting. Number five is the one that co-creating opportunities and a graceful leader is the one that is not shy to project compassion when needed. If we look at the first tenet closely, a the first tenet of a graceful leader is integrating. Integrating in integration in leadership is the ability to influence people in your team with Jesus ethics to the extent that decisions and actions are governed by God-given values and standards. When it comes to number two tenet, which is involving, a graceful leader is always evolving by taking cues from others to improve and to grow. I repeat, a graceful leader is always evolving by taking cues from others to improve and to grow. They remain flexible and in touch with how to positively influence people around them, especially in the church. They discard a fixed mindset. A graceful leader is not one that is rigid. A graceful leader is the one that is continually involving. Also, another important tenet of a graceful leader is transparency, not opaque. Some of our leaders today, even when you follow them closely, they are opaque. You don't know what direction they are taking. Transparency is very, very essential to have grace in leadership. This means leading with openness and honesty. It means keeping the team in the loop, sharing information freely and timely, and not using the proverbial meeting and memo to fight personal battles or to put our peers or our superior down because they disagree with us. The fourth tenet of a graceful leader is connecting, connection. A graceful leader is not isolated. Jesus Christ was not isolated from the disciples. This requires leaders, connection requires leaders to have a high level of self-awareness, self-awareness and mindfulness. It is about being mindful of the people around us, be mindful of the situation around us. A leader must come across as human. This is very, very crucial. Because we are not God. The leader is not God. He's not one of the Trinity. So they must come across as human. A leader must collaborate and inspire open dialogue with the team. 
this build trust and the leader must know that vulnerability, be vulnerable to your, to your, especially your team members, is not a weakness. Rather, it is a sign of strength. The fifth, the fifth tenet of a graceful leader is co-creating. What do you co-create? Co-creation expects a leader to be in relational practice where dialogue is used to produce knowledge. Dialogue is used to define direction. Dialogue is used to refine purpose. Dialogue is used to resolve problems. And dialogue is used to move people forward. That is one tenet of a graceful leader that everyone, whether you are a worker or you are a minister, we need to have. The sixth tenet of a grateful leader is visible compassion. Compassion that is demonstrated. Compassion that is authentic. This is the quality of showing positive intentions and real concerns for others, especially subordinate. Compassion is in leadership creates stronger connections within a team. It enhances collaboration and cooperation raises trust levels and strengthens loyalty in the team. In fact, compass compassionate leaders are seen as stronger and more competent, like Jesus Christ. There was nothing, that no miracle that Jesus Christ did without compassion. Compassion is a godly attribute. Compassion is a feeling with and for others. It is the basis of the quality of God passed on to us as Christians, when we when we think clearly about compassion, we know that literally it's a, it's it lays the foundation of our faith in Jesus Christ and our faith in God, because without His compassion, His marvelous act of acts in our lives, His marvelous power, the dunamis, the power of God, we will not be free. We will not have liberty that we have. We will not be able to function the way we are functioning wherever we are in any denomination. It is because of his compassion. His compassion is summed up in sayings such as the one in Exodus 3, 30, 34, 6, Exodus 34.6, wherein it is clearly stated that God is full of compassion and gracious. Are we, are we full of compassion and gracious in our leadership role? We can compare, we can see that also in Psalm 78, verse 38, Psalm 78, verse 38, Psalm 86, verse 15. In fact, we do not fail because of his compassion. Lamentation 322. Lamentation 322. So it is because of this character of God that we cannot afford as leaders in the household of God not to have compassion. And when we have compassion, we have grace in our leadership. We are humble. There's humility in what we do and how we interact. In Jesus Christ, in whom God was manifest in the flesh, compassion was an outstanding feature. We can see that in Matthew 9.36 and also 14.14. So, and Jesus Christ taught us to extend compassion to our neighbors, to our friends, without exception. Even we are to extend compassion to our enemies. We can see that clearly in Matthew, Matthew 5, 43 to 48. Matthew 5, 
43 to 48. In fact, verse 44 there says, But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that cause you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. So in other words, there's no reason why leaders will not have grace and compassion in the works of their hands and what they do. If we, if we think about co-creation as a tenant and connecting as a tenant, we, we, we should look at what is indicated in Psalm, Psalm 8, verse 3 to 9, which shows that leaders in the role we find ourselves must have God's perspective. Have you ever asked yourself, when does the leader's confidence become arrogance? When does a leader's confidence become arrogance? How self-assured should I be as a leader? What does humility look like in my life as a leader? Psalm 8, especially verse 3 to 9, answer these questions. The passage shows that leaders have to balance their identity with their self-esteem. If you look at what David was saying in that psalm, when we look at verse 3 to 4, David sees clearly his own weakness and humility. As a leader, we must be self-reflective and know our weakness and humanity. David begins by asking a question, why does God even give a thought to me? He's asking that question because he realizes that it is by his, the grace of God that he is who he, who he was. And he remained humble. So when we ask those questions, he helps us to remain humble. Then David also, when you go further down the verse, the, 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 the chapter, David sees God giving position and privileges as something that is unmerited. So th th that is what leaders must also do. David knows that God has made humankind a little lower than himself. The Lord put men and women in charge of the whole and gave them authority over creation. So that role that God has placed on is not, is not because we have done S and Y. It's by His grace. So there has to be grace in how we lead the flock. David also sees a balance by giving all the glory to God. When we know our place, it's easy for us to have grace in our leadership and it's easy for us to appreciate God. Psalm 35, 37 verse 26 Psalm 37, 36 says, It is ever merciful and learned, and its data are blessed. If you are a leader, it's important for you to be merciful. It's important for you to show grace so that your descendant will be blessed. So, biblical phrases for this episode as we conclude, we, we are to answer the question posed at the beginning around the tenets of grace in leadership. To be a graceful leader, Christians must deploy integration. Evolution, transparency, connection, co-creation, and compassion, where we play a role. Doing so will help us to build bridges as opposed to breaking them down in relationship. It will help us enhance trust and morale within the church and in our secular organization. Instead of us to be afraid of our peers or our subordinates that are doing well or that have grace from above upon their life, and it's shining. We should consider the, this quote from Leadership Force. It says, no one will ever have all the right answers. As a leader, you cannot have all the right answers. 
as a leader, you will make better decisions by having those diverse people and views in your team. So we must embrace it. We must embrace it. So, beloved, let us pray. We really need graceful leaders in our midst, in our generation. Let's say, Father, Father, please help us with integrating, involving, transparency, co-creation, visible compassion as we lead your flock in the mighty name of Jesus. Almighty God, help us to connect and co-create practices that other people have godly compassion that will bring more flock to you, that will help us to fulfill destiny, that will help us to do as you have asked us to do, to be a servant leader and not to be a self-serving leader in the mighty name of Jesus. As long as you place us in your room, Almighty God, help us to have grace in our leadership work with you in the mighty name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you because by faith we believe you do what you have Glory and honor be to your holy name. In Jesus' precious name, we are praying. And so, beloved, if you are blessed with this episode, we urge you to spread the message as we apply practical wisdom, practical promises in your daily life. Please join us at the redeemedpeter.com, presentation house, the fountain, either online or in our contact sessions. Please do not hesitate to send your comments and questions to us via our various media platforms. Remain blessed until we see you in the next episode. God bless you.